0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from
1: No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID nineteen booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible, and don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
0: You're listening to the Upper Hand
1: Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rosudo. What's up, everybody? Week twelve is almost done. Um, our playoff hopes are they alive? Are they dead? Hopefully they live for you.
2: Yeah.
1: Dwindling, maybe. Dwindling? Let's <laughs> <We'll> see. <laughs> uh, well, what's up, everybody? Hope everyone is doing well on this Monday morning. Um, crazy week 12. A lot of running backs filled in for us this week. Most of them came through, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, most of them, right? Uh, I'm still tilting on Travis Etienne. Uh, being just fine apparently to come back into the game, but Doug Peterson decided not to because he wanted everybody who had Travis Etienne to just uh get the L. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh yeah, unfortunately I was I was at the I was at the bad end of that in a couple weeks this week. So him yeah. leaving early in that game did not help me at all. Mm. But if you uh if you had Travis Etienne in your lineup yesterday, you felt the same way.
2: You, yeah, that's that's tough. I I feel it bad for you because he was sitting there. I thought it was weird that he came out back onto the field and he wasn't in street clothes. I was like, OK, why is he in uniform? Like he could easily just step back onto the field. He should be coming out. And in that type of game where it's like, you know, the Jaguars Super Bowl for the season. I mean, the Jaguars aren't making the playoffs. We, we see that. And Trevor Lawrence played well. But why would you not put Travis Etienne in? Like you're playing for pride. Why would you not put Etienne in? He looked like he was fine to go. Obviously, like we say all the time on this podcast, we're not doctors, but that would be annoying. Yeah. 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 And I I'm tilting a little bit too this week for the first time, I think this season. Why are you and, tilting? Oh, Devontae Adams. I mean, he got a couple targets, but <laughs> throughout like the entire fourth quarter, I need one point. Just just a little context here. I need a one point from either Bryce Perkins, Justin Herbert after he got the two point conversion, which wasn't going to happen, or Devontae Adams catch a pass. And The Raiders go to overtime. They proceed to not throw to Devontae Adams on the first drive. They punt it. Seattle gets it on their own 46 or something. They go nowhere with it. They get my hopes up. They punt it back to the Raiders. And then on that fateful play that put Josh Jacobs over 303 yards on the day, they score the touchdown to win the game. And Devontae Adams registers no targets through the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter and the entirety of overtime. Couldn't muster a point. For me to win my game, (laughs) so I'm tilting a little bit today too. I'm feeling it. I lost by one, so it's all right. I'm I'm not out of it, but it definitely could have used that win because I wasn't. I wasn't thinking anything was going to come out of this week. I Brian Robinson helped me this week, which was weird. I wasn't expecting that. Um, Yeah, we'll get to him later. But um, yeah, I
1: (laughs) yeah, no, I hear you, man. I, I, you know, this is a tough time of year, man. You know, we're all fighting for our playoff playoff lives here. We got two more weeks weeks 13 and 14 you know must win weeks for a lot of people all right let's let's do our best let's try to you know set our lineups the best we can there are a couple of guys you can potentially pick up off waiver waivers this week and we'll get to that uh, a little bit of a preview to our waiver wire episode that we do on tuesdays uh and we'll talk about all that today so um let's get into it man um Miles Sanders, we got dude. some George Felton in the comments. George, <laughs> Miles Sanders raw dogged my team, <laughs> 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 blow my thirty point lead, man. Uh, man. this is a family show, George. Uh, not really, but you know, was... it, 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 I I was on the bat end of Miles Sanders last night too. To be honest with you, I was going up. You know, it was a close game for me in our league, and yeah. then I was going up against Aaron Jones and Miles Sanders. Right, uh, you know, Christian Watson. You know, obviously, you know, he was able to come through, but. Uh, it wasn't enough. I have Jonathan Taylor tonight, but I doubt he has a 40-point game. Um, <laughs> you never know. Yeah.
2: Never you know. never
1: know. You never know.
2: It's funny because Christian know. Watson had a very similar stat line in terms of fantasy production this week as he did last week. Yeah. Because I, he, I think it was 21 points again, which is, which is pretty cool. Christian Watson, man. He's doing good. You know, he, he looked really good regardless of the matchup. I think he could have scored more last night, but, you know. He's a good player. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's talk mind. about that real quick. Jordan Love, you know, had to come in for Aaron Rodgers, right? Yep. Aaron Rodgers has an oblique injury in addition to the broken thumb. They pulled him yesterday, uh, and Jordan Love came in and threw yet another touchdown to Christian Watson. That's six touchdowns in three games for Watson. He went over 100 yards in this game. He He's shown it all now. He can catch it deep for a touchdown. He's used in the red zone. Even that Randall Cobb touchdown Rogers looked for Watson first. He was the first read on that play. That's what it looked like, at least. Yeah. And you know,
2: Chris Collinsworth there,
1: worth. so Cobb ended up scoring.
2: Yeah, Chris Collinsworth brought us right through that play, his reads. I remember he he was you know, that's painting right. on the screen or whatever. He looked yep. here's the one read, here's two read, here's a three read, and Cobb was the last read on that play. But right. Yeah, that's that's so, that's definitely worth noting. Yeah.
1: And then like and then last night, so he caught the long one, he's using the red zone. And then last night <laughs> we saw sixty 63- three yard catch and run like he probably caught the ball what like 10 to 15 yards down the field and then like (laughs) maybe even less and then he just like took it 63 yards unbelievable man like the the angle that he went like to get get around the defenders to go up the sideline and you know he just makes everybody look slow yeah and it's it's crazy dude so he ended up leading the Packers with six targets 24 percent target share Alan Lazard ended up with only four targets this week now, listen, man, I'm curious to see if we're ever going to see Aaron Rodgers play football again. Like, will he be back this year, right? Is the injury serious enough to keep him out? And if it is, you know, there's a good chance that he retires after this year.
2: Yeah, I, I, I it's true. Like I said, we talked a little bit a couple of days ago on the podcast about maybe a potential swap. It was totally a rumor with the Raiders, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he retires because his this last season without Devontae Adams has been so unceremonious. You know, he's just looked terrible and he's fed up with his players. You know, there were a couple moments last night where he was happy. You know, he, he was doing his fist pump and he was looking good. Um, but ultimately, there's another loss. And in a playoff field, I mean, there's no reason to really put Aaron Rodgers back out there. I don't think I think they could just use this last few weeks as a Jordan Love experiment, because at four and eight, the most wins they can have is nine. And that's if they run the table. And Washington is a seven seed with seven wins already. So you'd be. There's a lot of moving parts that would be required for the Packers to make the playoffs. I don't see that happening. We could see more Jordan Love than Aaron Rodgers. I think you're right. We might have seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. We'll see.
1: If it is Jordan Love moving forward, you know, he looked all right. You know, and what it comes, yeah. comes down to is this. that so just keep starting Christian Watson. Like, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Right? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter who the quarterback is. Just he can get it done. So just keep starting him, you know. If you if you've been starting him over the past couple of weeks, he has definitely helped you, for sure. Yeah,
2: definitely um, helped you, yeah. Especially when you leave him on the bench with thirty-one points. I mean, that doesn't help you as much, but you know, no. some people did that a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that was uncalled for. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike White. Mike White won you your Je- your Jets. He won you your te- your game, so it- it's okay. It balances out. I wouldn't make that joke in a week that the Jets lost. All right. <laughs>
1: All right, well, let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about Mike White real quick, man. Jets' offense looked way better. You know, he was efficient. He threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. It feels like whenever any other Jets quarterback comes on the field, they can run this offense to a T. Like, it's pretty easy for them, right? And Garrett Wilson was able to showcase his ability as an alpha-wide receiver, right? Five for 95, two touchdowns on eight targets, 29% target share. The clear leader right like in this yeah. receiving core right now and clear target leader for 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 um for mike white and no one else had more than three targets in this game now it was great to see elijah moore catch that touchdown right first of the season yeah we had to wait all we had to wait until week 12 uh for him to do do that uh but he only ran a route on 35 percent of dropbacks and he only had two targets so not someone i'd be looking to start next week okay uh, yeah. but wilson i think it's worth rostering Elijah Moore because he's on a lot of waiver wires but uh wilson i'm starting him next week as a as a wide receiver too easily
2: yeah i think wilson should be a wide receiver to move forward as long as he's not oh, a quarterback. they're
1: going up against the vikings oh my goodness <laughs> do we need to raise
2: Dude, him is he a, i is might, he
1: might have wide to put him like one the top top 15 maybe top 16 like against the vikings
2: could he be wide receiver one maybe yeah i maybe. don't know We'll, we'll have to see, I but I
1: guess you're going to have to find out on Thursday when we do a wide receiver <laughs> ranking show.
2: <laughs> right. That's right. And move to Thursday because you know, there's yes. no more buys, no more sales. At least we're assuming that your trade deadline is up. Um, yes, but Elijah Moore. Be, to be honest. yeah, Don't, don't pay any attention. To Elijah Moore catching a touchdown. I mean, it's great. You know, cool. I'd like to see him more involved, you know, just as a football fan, we think he's a good receiver. I know you think he's a good receiver. I'd love to see him more involved. Maybe he can come back, make some sort of comeback and, you know, salvage the rest of the season. But um. I'd say the odds are against him right now, especially competing with Garrett Wilson. And we talked about that um, coming into the season, that Garrett Wilson might get some more run than maybe even Elijah Moore, than we anticipated coming in because they drafted him so high. But um, with Mike White at quarterback or anybody besides Zach Wilson, you know, these receivers are startable. Um, not so much Elijah Moore, but Garrett Wilson, um, definitely someone that you want to be starting next week. And like you said, with Minnesota, that's a nice little nugget right there. I, I wouldn't maybe hesitate to keep him out of the top 12. We'll see. I mean, that's it's, just it's
1: gonna be hard down inst- to because that's the match is in analysis. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Um,
1: and also a uh, Michael Carter, keep an eye on his status this week. He hurt his ankle. No word on whether it's a low ankle, high ankle. We have no idea what the severity is. Um yeah. but bam knight, Zoneman Knight, he takes over as the early down back after he gets hurt. Uh James Robinson was a surprise healthy scratch for this game. Uh Ty Johnson's role didn't change much when Michael Carter got hurt. He's still like the passing down guy. Uh, so Bam Knight, like he's the back to pick up here. Uh Ty Johnson you know remained the passing down guy when, you know, like you know with with Bam Knight playing on early downs. And Knight ended up going over 100 yards on 17 touches. Um a note on Knight coming out of college. Okay, he's a rookie. He was productive every year in college. He caught 20 balls each of his last two seasons, which is pretty good for college ball. And he caught ninety five and a half percent of his targets last year, which was first among this year's running back class. Um, at least amongst the ones who had at least twenty targets last year. The big one for me, the stat that stands out the most for Zoneman Knight when we when we were doing you know the analysis leading up to the draft is that among all one hundred eighty two running backs who had at least one hundred carries in the FBS last year, he was ninth among those one hundred eighty two running backs in missed tackles force per rush which is something which is a stat that we look at to kind of like see like hey is this guy going to be good in the nfl and there's a little bit of correlation to that compared to a lot of the other running back stats that we see um so he's a good physical runner he has some speed he's shown that he can catch he returns he returned kicks in college pretty successfully so i'll be looking to pick him up off the waiver wire this week um obviously we have to see how serious carter's injury is and maybe James Robinson ends up, you know, being more involved than we think he's going to be. But there is a clause, you know, in this trade with the Jaguars that if he has X amount of production, then that six round pick turns into a fifth round pick. So if they ended up not liking what they saw in James Robinson, if he's not that much better than Bam Knight, and we have reason to think that he's not, then maybe they just kind of leave him. And on the you know, leave him on the shelf, because why give up a fifth round pick when you can just give up a sixth round and have similar production?
2: Right. That's 100 percent true. I personally think that James Robinson should start over Zonovan Knight at least for another week. I'm I was confused why he was a healthy scratch. It was weird with the healthy scratches in um, this game and just players not coming up like the whole Trevor Simeon thing right before the game, you know, in this this matchup was weird. Um, So this this is just a weird injury game. But Michael Carter being out and uh, James Robinson being out opened the door for Zonvin Knight. If anything, Zonvin Knight, you know, bought himself some time or at least another chance to show what he can do. He looked good. Uh, I think that he definitely should get another crack at it. Um, He's younger, and you talked about it. That contract clause might, you know, influence the Jets a little bit making their decision as to who starts. Um, But I, I think James Robinson, they brought him in. You know, to kind of be the guy that comes in and covers for Brees Hall. But if Zonovan Knight could do that, you know, maybe maybe we see more of him. I think next week we might see James Robinson. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him get that type of workload that Zonvin Knight got. Uh, but if he doesn't do much with it, you know, I don't think he's at that threshold yet where if they use him next week, he's not gonna like they're gonna be out their fifth round pick instead of the sixth. So it's might...
1: it's interesting. It's interesting because they were using Zonovan Knight before Michael Carter got hurt. Um, you know, he had several opportunities in that first half before Michael Carter got hurt. So it's all, it's almost like they intended to use Zonovan Knight in this game to replace James Robinson because he was kind of playing that James Robinson role to start the game. Um, and now you have Zonovan Knight going over 100 yards on his opportunities. I think this is a situation where the Jets are just kind of like, let's see what we have in Bam Knight. Oh, OK, like he, this dude can play. I think he might be the guy next week. It's a tough matchup against Minnesota, but if the Jets can move the ball through the air, he could potentially put up some points.
2: Yeah, I don't know. This is just speculation, and I don't know how attached the Jets are to Ty Johnson and Michael Carter, but maybe they look at, we brought in Brees Hall, who we know is good. He's just injured, and we brought in Zonovan Knight, you know, who can spell him. Do we need to keep these other guys on the roster? You know, maybe they just clear house, get young at the running back position. They're on contracts that they're going to be very affordable for the next few years. Maybe that's what they want to do. And that could yeah. be the case, so I, I don't think that's completely out of the question. You're right. Um, if John, not John, if James Robinson goes to the Jets and he just gets, you know, laid off by the Jets, pretty much, uh, the AFC East is going to become the new place for running backs to go to die because Naeem Hines did the same thing going to the Bills. Like he's not getting any touches. James Robinson goes to AFC East, he doesn't get any touches. Now He he's a healthy scratch. Uh, that's just something, an interesting trend that I'm seeing. But that'll be something to have two running backs that were traded at the deadline and they don't. Well, not so much at the deadline, but traded before the deadline, and they both get zero run on their new teams. I, I find that very odd.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I totally get that. And you know, you know, Mike, it's also because you know, like, look at what James Robinson did in, in Jacksonville this year. Like, to start the year, he was doing his thing, but like, very quickly, he became extremely inefficient. You know, and yeah, um, I did like if you if you saw our rookie draft kit, you know, Bam Knight was somebody that I was targeting later in dynasty drafts because of the fact that you know, some of these numbers popped off, right? And he was an interesting runner. Even on the film, he was a pretty physical runner. And I I think in my notes, I wrote in that blurb that I wrote in the rookie draft kit. I wrote that he's one of those guys that I haven't seen defenders like fall off of him like mm-hmm. any other running back in this class. That's kind of how, how I said it like in terms of his his physicality. So that was something that was kind of interesting that kind of left off the page for me. So we'll see. Um I'm looking to pick him up because I think there could be some upside here. If the Jets defense can play well throughout the rest of the year and they could be in all the games that they play with Mike White being a better option at quarterback with their with their offense like kind of staying elevated here, the early down back could have some usage, usage here.
2: Yeah, with Mike White, I, I'm not gonna spend too much more time on Mike White, but with Mike White, I'm gonna say that the Jets' offense can definitely, it's definitely going to be at a level where it's gonna be much better than what we saw with Zach Wilson playing. I mean, the last few weeks, it's weird because Zach Wilson looks serviceable, you know, before the, the debacle against the Patriots, but the Patriots have, you know, just eaten him alive so far in his career. That he's played him a couple times and they just beat him up. But um, Mike White, I think he's definitely earned himself some time. Um, yeah, to, to to get some run in this offense, he's gonna look good, and. I think even if he comes down, I think what we saw from him was like 100% of his ceiling. He looked really good yesterday in the rain. Even if he comes down to 70%, this is an offense that's going to score 20, 24 points a game. And with a good defense, that's going to keep you competitive in every game. So the running backs will be, I think, relevant.
1: Uh, let's move on to Josh Jacobs, man. Can you, can you <clears throat> please talk about what Josh Jacobs did last night? Like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. 33 carries, 229 yards, two touchdowns.
2: What a game. It was just ridiculous. And this was like a weird takeover game. Um, I wasn't expecting this. He's been relatively quiet, you know, the past few weeks. He's still been getting it done for you, but it wasn't anything close to that 30-point, 30-point, 30-point run that he had a couple weeks ago earlier in the season. Um, But this was just ridiculous. He had a very good game going for him already prior to overtime. And, you know, as you know, I was a little bit tilted because I kept using him. But Josh Jacobs, man, 48 points, 303 yards, from scrimmage like you know we saw Joe Mixon do his thing he got 55 points but that was by virtue of five touchdowns The yardage total wasn't anything close to what Josh Jacobs was doing we knew this was going to be a pretty good matchup for Josh Jacobs coming in because you know Seattle they've been in a couple of shootouts and the Raiders we know their defense has been terrible and this game was ridiculously high scoring at halftime and we knew that this was going to be the case at that point that someone was going to have a big game I expected it to be Dev- Devontae Adams he was you know oddly quiet coming into it and going through the game, as you know, because I had to about to add. But Josh Jacobs, man, just took over this game. And he's looking so good. Um, it, I've, if I'm not mistaken, did they decline his fifth-year option? I think that was the case. Because uh, he, it looks like they made a pretty bad decision with that. Now they're going to have to pay him um, a lot if they want to keep him. And you don't usually pay running backs a lot, but Josh Jacobs, man. I don't know where this came from. It's just blowing me away. I didn't see this come from at all just because the usage has never been this way. They got away from using him like they were earlier in the season, but now they're back to it, I guess. And that's the way it's going to be moving forward. 33 carries is no joke. 229 yards on the ground is just ridiculous. That was just the story of the fantasy story of the week coming in the game.
1: 100%. So um, let's talk about Hollywood Brown real quick. He ended up leading the Cardinals in targets in his first game back um, Hopkins, you know, still got it done with four catches for 87 yards and a touchdown, but Marquise Brown was not limited at all. No, he ran a route on 33 or 34 dropbacks. He ran three more routes than Hopkins did. So start him with confidence next week as a wide receiver too, if you didn't this week. And by the way, Hollywood ran most of his routes from the slot. I don't know how good that is. Like, it's it's good because he'll get the targets. But I would like Hollywood to be targeted downfield more. Maybe when Rondell Moore comes back, that'll happen. But whatever, I'll take it. Uh, yeah. Kyler only threw the ball 29 times, which isn't normal for him. So expect more targets to go around next week. Um, expect you know they ran the ball 25 times with James Conner in this game, which isn't normal, but it made sense given the matchup the advantage that they had on the ground.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) I thought it was funny because we're now talking about Marquise Brown. Suddenly he's in the slot and more questionable Cliff Kingsbury coaching decisions and where they're running routes from. It's just ridiculous. Rondo Moore on the outside then Marquise Brown comes back and using him in the slot. makes no sense, but it's okay. You know, we'll we'll deal with it. Um, You talk about wasting no time getting him involved. I think he was the first target of the game. You know, they talked about him maybe being limited. Kyler Murray looked right to him on the first play and you continue to look to him, you know, throughout the, the contest. DeAndre Hopkins obviously had the better day because he scored that touchdown. But this is exactly the kind of usage we were seeing from Marquise Brown before. And that's what propelled him to, you know, he was actually a fantasy wide receiver one. I think low end, you know, I think that's where we were ranking him before he went down with the injury. So this is really good news for Marquise Brown owners. Um, Ten points in his return. You know, we weren't sure what we were going to get. I think that's okay. Uh, I'll take that if I had him and I started him. Chances are you had him as a wide receiver, too. So that's all right. Um, But I think he could have wide receiver one upside moving forward. Um, the offense looked better yesterday. They kind of fizzled out at the end, obviously, because the Chargers were able to come back and win that game. But um, you know, Kyler Murray looked more like Kyler Murray yesterday, and that, yeah, that's no, that's sure. good news for Marquise Brown. Yeah,
1: very good news for Marquise Brown. Um, you know, the fact that he he came back, led the team in targets, and he led the team in routes means he's perfectly fine. He's good to go. He's ready to ready to be back. So um, you know, he could make a little playoff push for you guys moving forward.
0: Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey Company.